Well, good morning, my brothers. It's great to see you all today, and welcome to St. Thomas, to this day of, uh, of understanding fatherhood, of reclaiming fatherhood. And in case you haven't noticed, there is a crisis going on in our country, throughout the whole world, right? We all know what it is. So there's no more toilet paper in Rouse's or anywhere's. I was freaking out. I went yesterday, and the only aisle that was empty was toilet paper. I'm like, dude, what's happening? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> shows what's important in life, right? It is. There is, beside that, not to make light of it, but there is a great crisis going on. There's a great fear that has been struck into the soul of the entire world, and it's with this epidemic, right? Uh, pandemic of the coronavirus. <clears throat> And I was looking at it this morning, and I was like, you know what? What's, I love looking at words. What do words mean? Um, the word corona, aside from the, the great beer, uh, the word corona means a uh, crown. Crown, like you put on a king or a queen. As if this virus is the, the king or queen of all viruses, right? Um, I thought that was interesting. It sort of get me thinking. I was like, Lord, what are you, what are you trying to tell me in this? This crown image, right? This virus. Um, and then I walked outside, I, was, I was, had the blower, and I was blowing the sidewalks off this morning, and the exterminator was outside, crown exterminating. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of cool. There's a sign, right? This crown, it made me start thinking of uh, the original crown from the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve. They were crowned king and queen of the whole garden of Eden, Right? That's what the scripture says. God gave Adam and Eve dominion, kingship, over all of the animals, all of the garden. Everything was theirs. They were king of their own little paradise. <clears throat> but they forfeited the crown. Right? How they do it. We know the story. I'm not going to go into too many details in it. But we know the story. Eve goes out and she is tempted by the ancient serpent, the devil himself, with this apple with this fruit from the tree, right? And she gives in to that. She, she forfeits her crown. And I always found it interesting that, where was Adam? You might ask that question. Well, it's all Eve's fault. And now the scripture is real clear. Women are the apex of all creation. Fellas, you know that to be true. They're the crowning glory of all of creation. That's why Adam, whenever he sees Eve, his masculine heart does flip-flops. And he looks at her in all of his glory, and he's like, this one at last is flesh in my flesh and bone of my bones. This one shall be called, whoa, man, huh? Like, she, he is enamored by her beauty, because why? Nothing compared to her. She was the crown of creation. And it was Adam's job to defend the crown. Where was Adam whenever the ancient serpent was tempting his wife? Right next to her. Scripture says Adam was right there. Why? She handed it to him and said, hey, don't leave me alone. you got to sin too. Right? What did Adam do? I think it was probably one of the first original sins of man. Aside from pride, Adam failed to protect his bride. That's what happened. He, he, he cowered down from the ancient serpent, and he did not protect his bride. He didn't defend her crown. He let it happen. And brothers, I think that is what has plagued the masculine heart from the beginning of time. Was that many times as men, we don't protect our wife. Maybe not from the physical dangers, we do that well. But from the spiritual dangers, the spiritual virus that we call sin. 
We let them go. We're too afraid to go there. We let them go. That's what Adam did. And that's where we go, well, I don't know how to do that. How do I lead my family in a spiritual way? How am I the spiritual head of my family? Hopefully those answers are going to be, those questions will be answered today. But this is our great duty. This is what the enemy has always attacked us with, is the defending the crown of our bride. And even as priests, we have a bride. It's the church, right? And so I began thinking, this crown we've been given, right? And Satan has always wanted to destroy that crown, that dignity that was given to us. And so that's where the prodigal son comes in. You see, the prodigal son had everything he needed. The father had given him everything, and he decided to forfeit everything and go and experience the great virus of sin. Prostitution, fornication, drunkenness. All these things that infected him. And where did it bring him? Where did it lead him to? He thought it was going to lead him to a life of glory and popularity. But where did, it, where did he end up? In the pig pen. Taking care of pigs. He lost it all. Including his dignity. Including his dignity. And that's whenever he has this great moment of conversion. He says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to my father. I'm going to say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I don't even deserve to be called your son. And so he goes back, and then we see the great story of the father's love. The father interrupts him. The father goes and embraces him. And the father does what? The father gives him back his, his dignity. Put a robe on his, sandals on his feet, and a ring on his finger. The father wiped away all that sin and all that guilt and he restored his son's dignity. He gave him back the crown. I think it's really awesome because that's our story too. I don't know if it's yours. I can say it's mine. The story of leaving the father's house and diving into a world of sin and debauchery and it only left me emptier than when I started. I don't know if you sound familiar in any way. But there's a longing inside the human heart, inside the masculine heart, that longs to be back in communion with the Father. It's why you're here today. It's why you continue to fight the good fight. It's what gets you up in the morning, says, you know what, I may have been beat yesterday, but I'm going to get back into the confessional because that's where my soul is restored to grace. And the Father comes and radically embraces me and restores me as a man and as a son. It happens right there. Greatest miracles happen right there in that little box. Greatest exorcisms happen right there in that little box. Satan flees, shackles are let go of right there. It's an incredible sacrament, right? And so that's one of the great things as men, we have to defend the crown. Our culture is inundated with this right now. What do we do? I think as men, we have to protect our families. Yes, physically. Yes, get your germex. Yes, do those things. I'm not going to go into all that kind of stuff. You've been hearing it on TV all week. But how do we protect our families spiritually? From this virus of sin. I think we turn to the one whom the Father protected from the virus of sin. It's Our Lady, the Blessed Mother. She's the Queen. She has a crown that was not compromised. She has a crown that was, was glorified. She has a crown that was respected by her husband, St. Joseph, and her son, Jesus. She has a crown of virtue that is more glorious than anyone has ever seen in the whole world. We have to, in this time, turn to Our Lady. If we want to be men who are going to lead our families, Our Lady is the one who's going to form our masculine hearts, brothers. 
She's the one that can do it. Far be it from Our Lady to come to a masculine heart and emasculate it. It won't happen. Don't worry about that. You're not going to form a feminine spirituality because you have a spirituality to Our Blessed Mother. Heck, no. Our Lady will do what she did to your heart that she has done to the heart of Jesus and the heart of Joseph. She will form it. She knows how to do it. She knows how to form our hearts to be true men of courage, like St. Joseph's, men of virtue, men who aren't afraid to lay down their lives for their bride and protect them from the snares of the enemy at all cost. The rosary. How do we do it? It's not rocket science. That simple little rosary is the greatest weapon we've ever gotten. The Mass, of course, the Eucharist, Holy Hours. I'm trying to get my rosary out of my pocket. It's right here. I don't have a pocket right here. I can't find it. Anyway, the rosary, guys, keep your, keep your rosaries on you. Pray your rosary with your family. That's a really easy thing to do. Right now, what has the enemy done? He's isolated us. He's closed schools. He's made people afraid. There's an undercurrent of the enemy that is going on amongst all of this coronavirus that's happening. The enemy has caused an undercurrent of what? Fear. Anxiety. Isolation. Get away from people. I get it. we got to be safe. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that the greater virus is the sin that we can go to. So look, schools are out. How many times have I heard parents say, I wish we could just slow down. But my kids are in this sport and that sport and we're all over the place and we're, we're split. And husbands and wives aren't talking to each other anymore because we're so darn busy. Guess what? Turn this on the enemy's head. Spend time with your family you got a month. <laughs> They're not in school. Don't let them waste time on video games and iPads. Spend time with them. Be a father. Go play outside with them. Keep some normalcy going on. Pray with them. Watch forums. Watch some videos. Do things that are going to enliven the family. And it's gonna, what's going to happen is your masculine heart is going to come alive. Because this is what we're built to do. It's what we're made to do. And it's what was compromised in the garden. And so we reclaim that moment. That moment where Adam compromised his fatherhood, his spousal responsibility. This is why we're here. We come together as men, as brothers who are all in the same battle. We're all fighting the same fight. No man is an island. We can't fight alone. No one goes on the battlefield by themselves, brothers. You've got to go shoulder to shoulder. You have to. If not, you can be picked off by the enemy in a heartbeat. You have to go shoulder to shoulder. That's why we're here. Right? And so we come today asking our Heavenly Father to increase that gift of fatherhood so that it looks like His love. That love that tackles the Son, who interrupts Him from, from putting Himself down too much. Yeah, that's the kind of love we want as men. That's what the Father wants to give to us. That's what we've been created for. So let's not give the enemy any sort of power um, to take that away from us. Right? This is our God-given virtue as men. To protect, to defend. Yes, from the physical. But even more importantly, from the spiritual. Because it's our jobs to get our loved ones to heaven. Right? That's what we've been given. The great dignity, the great responsibility of that. So let us come with hearts Pray unto Almighty God for, yes, an end to this virus and a cure to it for those who have been affected by it, but also for an eradication, eradication of this fear that has hit 
the world, right? God is bigger than all this, right? We have to use what the church has given to us, the rosary, the mass. Use your holy water. Last night, me and Father Patrick and a few of the students got exorcism water, and we went and blessed the entire campus of Nichols. Yeah, that's what we do, right? Take holy water home with you. Bless your house. Bless your children. This is the great gifts that we've been given as a church, these sacramentals to protect and to defend from those attacks of the enemy, right? So let us come with great courage, great hope that, uh, that God is doing the mighty work, and we just need to wait and see what exactly it is that he's doing. But right now, he's working on our hearts, restoring, reclaiming that wonderful gift of fatherhood. Amen?